0: It's time to play like a jet
1: with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Incredible play! 35-yard touchdown! Alan Lazar. Six foot five frame. Needing every bit of it. Oh, but
0: still going. Inside the 10. And he is in for the touchdown. Alan has time. Intercepted! Sauce Gardner's got it, breaking away, Garrett Wilson, Wilson a big play downfield, Wilson still going along the sideline, he's not going to go down, Allen, tripped up, he could not get past Jermaine Johnson, oh look at the speed of Brees Hall, he's done it again, Brees lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown, and he's sacked again by Quinn Williams, what a beast, number 95 for the Jets, listen. This is play like a jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at play like a jet one and it is time to review the latest comings and goings of the New York Jets with our stats specialist who is going to break down the numbers for us on all of these players. Haley English Haley. Welcome back to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to review the Jets losses, even though they did lose them. But uh, some players were more reasonable to lose than others.
0: I should say, Haley, I said comings and goings, but it's mostly going to be goings because we covered almost all of the guys who have been brought in on last week's show. However, since we did that show, there has been one sizable acquisition for the Jets. That, of course, is Mecole Hardman, the wide receiver who was brought in from the Kansas City Chiefs. I think he's really more of a Braxton Berrios replacement. People have talked about him replacing Elijah Moore. I don't think he's quite that caliber of a receiver, but he brings speed to the table. He can be a nice fourth receiver receiver and he adds some explosiveness to the return game as well funny enough mike mccagnon tried to trade up for him a couple of years ago in the draft couldn't pull it off in the second round and so now the jets wind up getting him on a one-year deal what do you have on him numbers wise haley
1: i really like the hardman signing um it happened about an hour before the elijah moore trade um so our receiver room was looking great before they traded elijah Mm. moore but now they kind of Need probably one more guy to complement. Um, now the, uh now all the receivers that the Jets have, but uh, Hardman's been solid. He's been a really consistent receiver. So he had a PFF receiving grade of sixty-five point eight last season, and pretty much all his grades have been between sixty and seventy uh, his entire career, um, which is about like four ish years. Um, he did have that injury last year, so I don't think he played in the Super Bowl or deep in the playoffs he Had about 300 receiving yards last season, um, but he's a really great yards after the catch person, so 6.4 yards after the catch he averages, and that's that's great. Elijah Moore was averaging, um, I want to say just over two yards after the catch, and that was one of the worst in the NFL. Uh, and we'll get to Elijah Moore later when we talk about losses, but Hardman's been great. Um, he kind of replaces barrios in the return game also he's had a couple punt returns and kick return for touchdowns um so i'm glad the jets found a replacement for that and i think he's definitely an upgrade over barrios in terms of his stats
0: with hardman you mentioned yards after the catch very important element in this offense remember this is a very similar setup to what mike lafleur was doing last year with the jets nathaniel hackett will come in here and basically run a variation of that West Coast offense, which relies heavily on yards after the catch. So getting a guy like Hartman is really important. Again, he's not going to be a number two receiver or anything like that, but if he can come in here and be, say, a fourth target, depending on what else they do at wide receiver, that would be a big upgrade over Berrios, and I think he would offer them an upgrade in the return game, if for no other reason than, especially last year, all Berrios was really doing was calling for fair catches, With Hardman, every time the ball's in his hands, there's a chance that he's going to break a big play because of his speed. So adding somebody like him to this offense is definitely a welcome move.
1: Yeah, definitely. I really like the signing, and it happened about an hour before they traded Elijah Moore. Um, So I I like the compliment. Um, He'll compliment uh, Lazard and Corey Davis and as well as Garrett Wilson.
0: Let's talk about Elijah Moore because – In comes Miko Hardman. Last week we talked about Alan Lazard who's coming in. Two receivers are gone. One of them is Elijah Moore traded to the Cleveland Browns along with the 74th pick in the draft. That was the Jets' third rounder for the Browns' second rounder, which is 42nd overall. I didn't like the trade from a value standpoint, and I still think Elijah Moore can be a really good receiver, but I understand what's happening here. Elijah Moore wanted out. The Jets went out and found the best deal they could get and that ended up being the deal that they got from the Cleveland Browns. So, Haley, talk a little bit about what the Jets lost here with Elijah Moore and what they're going to have to replace.
1: Yeah, it does kind of sink losing Elijah Moore just because he is such a promising young receiver who's, I think, 22 years old or not even. Um, So, yeah, it's it's annoying to lose a young one like that, but I understand the Jets, like where they were coming from because he wanted out, and they kind of had to like grant him that wish after signing Lazard and Hardman and everything. Um, But he was really like nowhere near the type of receiver that he was um, at the end of his rookie season as he was last year. Um, So last season he had a 58.1 receiving grade. That's 98th of all wide receivers. He only had 446 receiving yards, caught 56.9% of his passes and only had 2.6 yards after the catch last season. Those are all, like, not great stats at all. His catch percentage and yards after the catch were bottom 10 in the NFL. I know he was playing with very subpar quarterback play, so you also see Garrett Wilson have a bottom 10 catch percent. That's that's mostly due to the fact that the passes were never really on target to any of the receivers on the Jets, but that yards after the catch is, like, that's on Elijah Moore. Um, he, yeah, just overall, he wasn't the receiver he was, and – the promise that he showed after his rookie season. And I get it, the Jets uh, and him had to part ways.
0: I think he would have been a really good fit in Nathaniel Hackett's offense, and I think if the Jets brought in a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers or somebody who is at least a significant upgrade over what they had in 2022, Elijah Moore could have really broken out in 2023, but unfortunately, like you said, Haley, the Jets had to move on. It made sense from the perspective of if he didn't want to be here and the Jets are looking to build a culture of players who are eager to be here and buy in. They move on and get the best deal they can, and that was the one they got from the Cleveland Browns. On the plus side, they do now have three picks in the top 50 with which to continue building out a roster that has more young talent than they've had in many, many years. One guy who I don't think would fit into the young talent category, he was more of a depth piece, and as we said, Miko Hardman replaced him. Braxton Berrios. Berrios is a player that many Jets fans were excited to see the Jets bring back last year when he was a free agent. But this past year, there were some questionable moments, a wide receiver, some drops. And more importantly, his real value, which was as a return man, he just didn't bring that to the table this past year. His punts and kicks... There was nothing going on there in terms of big plays, and on punts, it was mostly just fair catches. So Brex and Berrios gone. He signs with the Miami Dolphins. I understand that he was a popular player, and he wasn't a bad guy to have on the roster, but for the amount of money that he was making, it just wasn't worth keeping him here.
1: Yeah, Berrios had that one drop at the end of the Minnesota game uh, that essentially lost the Jets the game, and I think that was almost the beginning of the end for his time on the Jets. He did not perform last season well enough um, to what his contract said he should have. Uh, and again, yeah, like you said, he didn't really return many punts and kicks um, a, like not as many at all as he did the previous season where he was really successful. He only had a 60.2 PFF receiving grade last season, only 145 receiving yards catching about 56% of his passes. That's just not great stats. Again, not great quarterback play, but you've got to be better than that. If he was, making the kind of money he was making last year. Um, And I I understand that the Jets and him couldn't come to an agreement on a contract that makes very much sense. And I think Hardman is much of an upgrade over Berrios, especially in their turn game and receiving. Uh, So I totally get them releasing Braxton Berrios and not wanting to bring him back. Play
0: like a Jet. Play like a Jet. Other players that the Jets lost since free agency began... We will continue on the offensive side of the ball, and we'll talk about another player that the Jets lost to the Miami Dolphins, Mike White, another popular player for the amount of money that he got. I suppose the Jets could have kept him, but ultimately, they end up letting him go to the Miami Dolphins. He goes back home to South Florida. And now he will be within the division and perhaps with Tua Tugavaloa's injury history, we should expect to see Mike White at some point. I like this move for the Miami Dolphins in terms of having a guy who's proven that he can play in the NFL. Two years, $8 million, not all that much money. And I know that he's had his fair share of injuries, but if he only has to be the backup, he doesn't have to be super durable. And like I said, with Tua Tugavaloa there and his concussion history, very good chance that he gets an opportunity to play. And he's got playmakers there. We know that, Haley. Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell two of the absolute best in the NFL. And so this is a place where Mike White could thrive if he gets a chance. And I think he very well could get that chance. So a loss for the Jets, but ultimately it just wasn't going to be in the cards for the two parties to stay together.
1: Yeah. You saw what Mike White did with Garrett Wilson last season. And I think he's going to do great uh, with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. kind of annoying that he's going to a divisional opponent, but <laughs> whatever um, the Dolphins like that, this move tells us the Dolphins do not believe one bit at all that two is going to stay healthy for the entire season. I think I think Mike White will end up playing a good chunk of games for them. Uh, for if and when two gets hurt, and I think he's set up to succeed in that offense with all those playmakers around him. He's uh, he is making two years eight million dollars. There's an additional eight million more in incentives. Um, so that kind of shows you, hey, he might play. Um, he averages a ton of receipt uh, or a ton of passing yards per game just like almost 275 um his touchdown interception ratio is actually below one so he does throw a little more touchdowns than interceptions um so if he ends up playing against the jets hey hopefully he'll throw a nice interception to our secondary um and he doesn't have the highest completion percentage but he's really set up to succeed in that offense and he's a like one of the best backups if not the best backup in the nfl right now um for a team whose quarterback is likely uh, to go down
0: Another player that went to the Dolphins. Man, the Dolphins really took quite a few Jets this offseason. Dan Feeney, who is a guard and center for the Jets, he had his moments, but mostly he will be remembered for that sweet, sweet mullet.
1: Oh, yeah. He was an icon for the Jets. Um, He wasn't really the best offensive lineman. His PFF grade was just over 50 for offense, uh, about the same for pass or for run blocking and pass blocking. He allowed one sack and three pressures uh, last season, but he only played 109 snaps. So not the biggest sample size to really determine his level of play, but he was just simply a depth piece on the offensive line. Um, And he did get a a good chunk of money in Miami, one year, $3.25 million. Uh, The two offensive linemen that the Jets signed, uh, Wes Schweitzer and Tristan Colon, Got about that much money combined, and arguably both of them are better players than Feeney. So I kind of like the Jets letting Feeney walk uh, and bringing in two better offensive linemen for the same price.
0: Haley, I have to do this because it's the last time I'm going to be able to do it, because this is probably the final time we're ever going to talk about Dan Feeney. So here we go. Feeney! fee, fee, Feeney! What, 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 what? Feeney! Haley, I know that you probably didn't watch Boy Meets World, but trust me, go to Google Type in Feeney Call, watch it, and then go back and watch Boy Meets World. A great show, and I had to do the Feeney Call one more time in Dan Feeney's honor since he is now going to be a member of the Miami Dolphins and no longer with the Jets. Another player that left the Jets for a team within the division is James Robinson. He goes to the New England Patriots. Now, Haley, it was frustrating with James Robinson because when the Jets got him, they figured that he was the closest thing they were going to be able to get at that point in the season. To Brees Hall Obviously he wasn't going to be Brees Hall But he had been very good with the Jacksonville Jaguars They gave up a 6th rounder That could become a 5th rounder And the thought was you plug him in there With Michael Carter And Ty Johnson as the 3rd running back And they will be able to sustain that running game To an acceptable level Unfortunately it just didn't work out Coaching staff didn't really play him very much Bam Knight overtook him on the depth chart He ended up being inactive a bunch And so they ended up giving up a sixth round pick instead of a fifth, but they got virtually nothing out of James Robinson. I guess except for that one game against the Bills at home, he did pretty well in that final drive where the Jets went on to get the victory. So I guess just for that purpose, giving up a sixth round pick isn't the worst thing in the world. Talk a little bit about James Robinson here because that to me was one of the more disappointing things. I thought he was going to help the Jets push into the playoffs. Instead, he barely ended up playing.
1: Yeah, I was really hopeful when the Jets signed James Robinson, and he ended up being a, a big bust for the Jets. Um, I'm surprised he got as much money as he did with New England. I kind of laughed when I saw the contract. He got two years, $8 million, so $4 million yearly average. And that's the same yearly average value that Jamal Williams got with the Saints, and he was one of the best running backs in the NFL last season. Um Robinson had 641 less yards and 14 less touchdowns than Jamal Williams and got the same amount of money as him. So I'm very happy the Patriots overpaid for him. Um, he was not the same running back that he was when he was playing with the Jaguars before injury. Um, he had a 59.7 PFF rushing grade last season. That's 54th of all running backs. He only averaged 3.9 yards per rush and only 2.4 yards after contact. That's a lot lower than what Ty Johnson was doing. Ty Johnson averaged uh, 1.5 more yards per rush and 1.5 more yards after contact than James Robinson. So I really like the Jets prioritizing Ty Johnson. Overkeeping James Robinson. I just don't think he fit within the system, and I'm very glad that the Patriots probably overpaid. <laughs>
0: One player that didn't go to a team within the Jets division but is going to stay in the exact same building as the Jets is Jeff Smith. Now, Jeff Smith didn't do much as a wide receiver except that one game that he had that was really good. And then people thought he was a fantasy football sleeper. Turns out he just had a couple of catches in one game and went back to being Jeff Smith after that. But his value is mostly on special teams. He goes to the Giants. He's a guy that Everybody on the coaching staff and the players in the locker room seemed to like solid contributor on special teams. Didn't really do much beyond that. So it's a loss for the Jets, but it's not really a big deal.
1: Yeah. Just I think at one year, 1.175 million with the Giants. Um, he really hasn't been much of a player for the Jets. He graded well in terms of a PFF receiving grade, which was 71.3, but he only had 134 receiving yards last season. And most of those yards came in one game with Zach Wilson. Um, So I wouldn't really take much from that PFF grade because it's not a very large sample size. Um, Yeah, so losing Jeff Smith, that really doesn't put a dent in anything. Um, And hopefully he can do something with the Giants.
0: Another 2022 Jet stays on the East Coast, but in the AFC and with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Nate Herbig, who I thought did an admirable job filling in when there were injuries and a ton of injuries at that on the Jets offensive line, I like that pickup a lot from Philadelphia. It was a smart move. And while by no means was he some sort of pro bowl offensive lineman, he did an admirable job there, and it would have been nice to see the Jets bring him back. He's the kind of player that can start if you need him. He's great depth if you don't need him to start. He's a very valuable piece to have. And so the Jets' loss is the Steelers' gain here.
1: Yeah, I'll make a little uh, hot take here, and I say that Nate Herbig is uh, the loss that kind of hurts the most, um, mm-hmm. just because... The Jets offensive line has been so injury prone and so bad the past couple of seasons and Herbig was kind of that player who was a really good rock on the line and played a really good chunk of snaps last season. He wasn't graded extremely well by PFF he only had a 58 offensive grade that was 51st out of all guards. He had Uh, He allowed one sack, three hits, and 18 pressures. But he's just a great depth piece. Um, He probably got more money than the Jets were willing to pay him, but really good pickup for the Steelers, and I think losing her big kind of – that one kind of stings.
0: Sheldon Rankins, he was here for two years, now leaves to go down to Houston. He was pretty solid here. He wasn't by any means any kind of star. A good player. We'll see what Sheldon Rankins has in store for him in his third act now in Houston. Started in New Orleans, went to the Jets, and the Texans are third on the list.
1: Yes, losing Rankins isn't necessarily the most ideal situation, but I think he got a lot more money than the Jets were willing to pay him. Uh, he was a great de- defensive tackle in the rotation last season. He was graded the 22nd best by PFF. Um, he had four sacks, 17 hurries, four hits, and 25 pressures in the in- uh, 2022 and that was like that's great given he played about half of the Jets defensive snaps. Um, but his projected contract uh, was only supposed to average 6.5 million per year, and he somehow convinced the Texans to give him nearly 10 million a year. Um, so I think uh, the Jets were nowhere near that price range of keeping Rankins. I know he wanted the big price tag, um, but he gets the one year deal with Houston and uh, the Jets now have a little bit of a whole lot of defensive tackle.
0: Another defensive tackle that created a hole, Nathan Shepard, who goes to the New Orleans Saints, which is where, as I said, Sheldon Rankins began his career. Haley, we all had fun at the expense of Nathan Shepard. I think he was like 26 years old when he was drafted. He was like a logger in Canada when he was playing with Fort Hayes State came here and actually was okay. It was decent defensive tackle depth. Not exactly what you're looking for out of a third round pick, but the Jets have made way worse picks in the third round over the last few years. So he moves on now to New Orleans. He's not a player that I'm really going to miss all that much, but as I said, he had his moments.
1: Yeah, he was the 35th graded defensive tackle last season. So again, the Jets are they're really good at producing those high quality high quality defensive tackles and edges and everything. who grade really really well, but aren't necessarily a big part of the defense due to the rotation of players. Um, So I think that's kind of where Shepard shined. Um, He had a top 10 pass rush grade at 79.5. So uh, the the Saints are getting a great pass rusher there. I don't know how many snaps he's going to take because Shepard played a little less than half of the Jets defensive snaps last season. He had two sacks, nine hurries, six hits, and 17 pressures. Uh, and he got a decently large contract of three years, $15 million. I think that's another contract that was too far out of the Jets price range uh, for a player like Nathan Shepard.
0: And those are the comings and goings, or the most recent ones, for the New York Jets so far this offseason. Haley English, our stats specialist, breaking down the numbers on all of them. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking these down with me. Really appreciate it. For everybody that wants to check you out on social media, And look at your work over at playlikeajet.com. How can they follow you on social media? And what do you got cooking not just right now at playlikeajet.com, but coming up over the next couple of days and weeks? And also, I know you're doing some Viking stuff. You've got some league-wide things. You're a very busy person right now, Haley. What are some of the other projects you're working on?
1: Yeah, I've got a couple of things going on right now, as well as I'm taking uh, classes since I graduate this May from college. But my Twitter is at English 17 We're going to have a write-up of these Jets free agent losses in the coming days. And then turning our attention to the draft pretty soon. uh, It's in, I think, just about a month. Uh, So as long as the Jets don't trade out of that 13th pick, we'll see who the Jets could potentially draft at that pick. And now they've got back-to-back second around picks so the jets have a wealth of picks in the early rounds and then once that rogers trade finally happens we'll analyze that and everything so a, a lot of good things coming up here
0: make sure you follow haley on twitter and be sure to read everything she's doing over play like check out the play like a jet youtube channel As well, we've got some awesome All-22 breakdowns, including a couple of draft prospects, plus the Jets' newest wide receiver, Alan Lazard. So watch our videos and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash PlayLikeAJet. Visit our store. TeePublic.com, that's T-E-E-Public.com We got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams Bless You Thank You shirt, Play Like a Jet Logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there tpublic.com. That's TeePublic.com, that's tee And be sure to give us a five-star Review for the podcast on iTunes If you haven't done that already, easy way to help out The show if you like what we're doing, doesn't take you much Time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way To help us out, so if you could go ahead and do that for us We'd be quite grateful, and for the latest And greatest New York Jets podcast and content You know where to go, that's Play Like a Jet Digital And PlayLikeAJet.com